You're listening to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. You as an American have freedom in your DNA, and we are here to help educate, empower, and encourage you to stand for your freedom. Hi, County Citizens. Boy, do I have a story for you today. So I'm with Sean. He's a father. Sean, go ahead and tell us why you're on this podcast with me and the backlash that you've been facing from Pineview Middle School. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, It's hard to get your voice heard when you're just a regular old person. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so there was some questionable things taking place over at Pineview Middle School that I was made aware of, and I set up a... uh, a tour with some other parents to go check it out. Um, let me tell you how I met the parents first. So mm-hmm. back uh, when COVID was uh, at its peak and uh, Pasco was pushing for an unconstitutional mask mandate, I went to the school board and I spoke out against the um, masking of our children. You know, I brought just straight data and no emotion to it. You know, and um, so that is how I was first known by the people in Pasco school, uh, school system. And that's also how I met another group of parents that were also concerned about the COVID things. And we became friends. Um, They actually ended up starting a group called the Pasco Watch. And the Pasco Watch is just a bunch of, all it is is literally everyday mom and dads that kind of keep an eye on the school board and curriculum and all that to make sure everything is going good. Mm -hmm. So, Pineview Middle School, they actually posted pictures of these murals on their own page. And uh, I know you saw the the mural, but it's actually a little girl in a World War II style gas mask with a horn on it. And it's about a seven, eight foot mural on the wall. And she's holding a sign that says, uh, hate has no place here. Mm -hmm. And we just thought it was very bizarre. Like it looked literally like one, you're getting ready for a nuclear holocaust. Two, possibly you're getting ready to get gassed at a protest. Or three, a biological attack that's gotten even worse, like other than COVID. Either way, there's nothing about that picture that says, have a great day learning today. Right, or so, unity. Yeah, so when I saw the mural, um, one of the other moms told me like, hey, uh, do you want to go take a tour of the school and make sure nothing else is going on? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like my son is going to school there next year. Like I had to go to that. So I cleared my schedule and we set up a, we actually had a planned visit of the school with uh, Principal Warren. So uh, we all arrived at the school and we were immediately met with all kinds of animosity. You could tell she did not want us there at all. Um, Prior to this, let me ask this. Prior to this appointment, had parents been calling and emailing her about this mural? Yeah, actually some of the other parents had, um, and that's how we were able to set up the tour because they were telling her that it was inappropriate, mm-hmm. you know? And so that so they were pretty much saying, hey, we need to see the rest of the school. And mm-hmm. she didn't want to do that, but she did because she has to. So that's how we ended up going. Actually, I've never even had any you know, communication with the principal ever until that minute when I was there for the, for the tour. Mm -hmm. So she was not very friendly, irritated that you were there. What else did you find in that school? Uh, well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish about what happened when we got there real quick. Okay. So when we got there, um, 
she immediately told us that you can't take any pictures, you can't take any videos, um, our can't, our phones can't even come out of our pockets, is what she told us. Is that legal, they, first of all? Well, no, I don't. We didn't find it anywhere in the policy for the school policy at all. Okay. So then the next thing she said was, okay, I need everyone's driver's license and your child's name. So all of us provided our uh, driver's license. You know, I'm a district two. I live in district two where Pine View is. My son's going there next year. I gave them my son's name. They typed it into the computer and they issued all of us a sticker on our chest that said, you know, like it was a visitor passport. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then once we basically got scolded on the rules and regulations, we started the tour. So immediately we're going, uh, let me tell you who was on the tour. It was Miss Warren, the uh, vice principal, the PIO of Pasco County Schools, which his name is uh, Stephen Haggerty, and then the artist for all the murals. She did all the murals in the school except for the one that was in question, which is kind of funny, but she was there too. So we started going through the school and, you know, we would come up to a mural and, uh, you know, they would just point out and go, well, there's just this one, this one's here, like wanting to quickly go by. And there was, you know, there was nothing real crazy questionable besides that other mural, but there was like a dinosaur with a rope around the neck and a kid pulling it. And I asked the artist, I go, hey, what was your inspiration on this? She goes, what do you mean? It's art. It's whatever you want it to be. So I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be this kind of day, you know. So we're walking through and we come up on a room that had, uh, you know, some stickers on the window and it said safe space on it. So I asked Principal Warren, I go, Principal Warren, what does a safe space mean? You know, I had the LGBTQ flag, you know, intertwined into the sticker. I'd never seen one. I never heard of that before. So I just asked a simple question. She goes, I refuse to answer that question. And I said, why? I go, you're the principal. She goes, if you want to know, and she points down the hall, she goes, you go ask that uh, lady down the hall because she knows everything, the lady you came with. So I said, Principal Warren, with all due respect, I go, I don't know that lady down the hall, but I do know that you're the principal of the school, and I'm asking a simple question. What is a safe space? She goes, I refuse to answer that. So that's kind of how the tour went. And we're going, you know, through the, we're going through the school looking at other murals and, you know, there was nothing really too crazy besides that. But then, um, like you said, I've been a firefighter for almost uh, 20 years and I've had this neck necklace and a pendant, um, that my wife gave me for the, I've had it for 15 years and it was hanging out of my shirt. So the PIO, Stephen Haggerty asked me, he goes, Oh, Hey, uh, what department do you work at? And I go, oh, I work at Hillsboro. And he goes, oh, do you know this guy, so-and-so? And I was like, I've met him in passing, but I don't really know him real well. So he was kind of baiting me to find out where I worked at, is how mm-hmm. I felt, you know? So we went through the tour, it only lasted 10 minutes. And uh, so we're leaving out of the, uh, the tour and we asked, can we see the art room? Can we see it inside a couple classrooms? And she said, no, this is a mural tour only you're not seeing anything in any of the classrooms. So we get to the office and then she sarcastically thanks all of us for coming. She's like, thanks for coming. I hope you got everything you were looking for and everything like that. And I said, you know, Principal Warren, I go, you had a real opportunity today to be transparent. I said, you could have quelled the fears of a lot of concerned parents 
I go, but you did the total opposite. I said, you've left us with more questions than answers. And she looked at me and she smiled and she goes, I'll take that into consideration for next time. So then they escorted us out the door and we left. So what um, happened after that? Well, this is when my world got flipped upside down. Um, I was the next day, and this is kind of an important part of the story too, but I just finished graduate school, became a family practitioner, and I was on my second shift ever as a practitioner. And I get a text message from a union official from the fire department. And uh, he, he texts me, says, hey, you need to call me right away. So I'm working in urgent care, 12 hour shift. I mean, we got patients backed up and I walk outside quickly to call him. You know, I didn't know what happened. I thought maybe something happened to one of my brother firemen or sister firemen. So I had to call him real quick, you know? And uh, so I call him and he goes, hey, how was the tour at the school? And I go, well, honestly, it wasn't very good. Why, why do you know about the tour? He goes, well, the department got a call from the principal today and she filed a complaint against you and uh she alleged three three pretty big things against me she said i made a unauthorized um access into an elementary school followed by i was hostile towards school officials and then she even went as far as saying i was trespassed by the sheriff's office and i told uh, you know this is my vice president of the union i told him i go i go uh chief i said None of that is true. I go, I gave them my driver's license. They gave me a passport. I said, we walked through. I said, yeah, we didn't. I mean, it wasn't, you know, rainbows and butterflies. I go, but I was never hostile, never raised my voice, never did anything like that. And I go, and I promise you there was no sheriff involved. I said, I would, I have never been even in a conversation with a sheriff, never mind trespassed. So he, he tells me, okay, well, you know, the next day I'm on duty, he goes, you're going to need to write a statement to the to the fire department on what happened. So the next day I got to the station and I wrote a statement, basically everything I just told you, and I sent it in. And within a day or two, the department decided that they were going to investigate me formally based on her allegations. So, so how did that investigation go? Well, the other thing about that is I had to go two weeks before the investigation of just worrying and thinking, you know, the fire department is my primary job. That's my way I feed my family. You know, my, my kid is just my retirement. It's everything. So for two weeks I had to worry like, man, am I going to get terminated? Am I going to get demoted? Am I going to get suspended without pay? Like is my, reputation going to be ruined. So I went two weeks of sweating what was possibly going to happen. And then finally, last Wednesday uh, was my hearing. And when I sat down at the hearing, it was like I said, it was a formal hearing. They tape recorded everything. They had their statements. They basically didn't say I was under oath, but they said, you know, if you say anything that's misleading, you could end up with this, this and this. And, you know, I knew in the back of my head that these fact findings, they only end in a, a few ways. One, you could be found without any charges against you. The other is you could be suspended without pay. The other is you could be demoted or finally you could be terminated. Those are the only options that come from these. So it was a serious allegation. Thank and uh, so I sat there for, I don't know, an hour, a little over an hour, 
telling my you know story and they would ask me the same question repeatedly but it just slightly different to see if I would change my answers and things like that and luckily at the end of it you know they 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 said that there was no evidence of anything that Praise you know God. that I did any of the three things that they, that she accused me of do you think in the process they believed you or do you think they were a little biased to Principal Warren? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say that they were, you know, they definitely, they kept calling her a public official, you know, like I'm nothing and she's a public official. So yeah, I felt like they definitely were giving her the benefit of the doubt. Even though I've been a stellar employee, I mean, I'm not, let me say, I'm not the best employee in the whole world by any means. I'm not tooting my own horn as far as that goes. But I've never been wrote up. I've never been in trouble. Matter of fact, I've actually been awarded at the fire department, not in trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it was a little disheartening. Like, I'm proving myself, you know, uh, innocent. You know, I'm guilty until I prove myself innocent. Like, my reputation didn't matter whatsoever. Meanwhile, you've worked there for almost 20 years. Yeah. I think you would know if you were trespassing or not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So now let's well, talk about the mural. So the mural has come down. It has. Um, so, and go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, so what we also found out is the mural was actually plagiarized. And like I said, the Pasco watch, they're, they're good at doing research. And they looked up the mural and they found out that it actually came out of Germany of all places and that it was a mural that somebody else had painted and that they, you know, were using it without permission. Mm -hmm. So that I did research on the mural and we're going to put pictures up here so that our audience and listeners can see it. But the picture was painted, yes, in Germany in 1941 off of the Holocaust. Mm hmm. Sorry. So to plagiarize a painting from Germany into a school, like that's just after horrible. after we just got over COVID, like right. why, why, you know, um, and then also uh, I didn't tell you this part, but there was another reason I went to that school too. Um, last year they decided to do a yearbook spread, right, and they did a pride section which I'm not crazy about. I don't have anything against the LGBTQ community whatsoever. But not only did they do a pride section where, in my opinion, they actually, you know, put the spotlight on these kids, but they actually went deep into like their specific sexualities in the yearbook. So like an example, it said, child A is bisexual. And it said their name and their age and stuff like that. Child B identifies as transgender. And then it says, you know, their name and age and stuff they like to do for fun. Child C is pansexual. And they love to school other people on the LGBTQ uh, lifestyle. And I was thinking to myself, this is insanity. That you're going to talk about a 10-year-old sexuality and then print it in a book? I mean, they don't know what they are at that age. So with that and the mural, I'll be honest, I didn't know what we were going to find in the school when we went there. So where are you now? I know a couple of news stations are picking this up and you're sharing your story and thank you for coming with me today. But where do you stand now with Pineview? Have you talked to the principal? Have you talked to any administration since speaking out? 
Well, believe it or not, um, I was uh, had a formal investigation set up in one day. It's been three or four weeks. They haven't done an investigation. Not one person from the school board has called me. Um, and then also, um, I'll tell you, one of the parents after the tour, they sent an email because they weren't happy how we were treated to uh, Kurt Browning, which is the superintendent of Pasco Schools. And he responded back in the email that everything on the tour went as planned and that he collaborated uh, Principal Warren and, and uh, Stephen Haggerty's stories together and that everything went as exactly how it should have and there will be no more tours. And that was the only response we've gotten about this whole thing. There will be no and more tours. Media, what's, I'm sorry? There will be no more tours. That's what he said in the email. That's just so wrong. Yeah. So mainstream media hasn't touched it. I've been lucky with your help and other people's help that have gotten me with more of some conservative news like the Epoch Times. And uh, so I'm working on a couple things there. But the main, honestly, the most support I've gotten has just been from the community. Like parents I don't even know. Parents that go to different schools sending me messages of support and thanking me for standing up for our kids because nobody else will. And really, that's what it's all about. You know, I do plan to file a slander libel lawsuit against the principal and Kurt Browning and them. And um, but honestly, it's not for a financial gain whatsoever. I just want them to be held accountable for trying to silence people and intimidate people for, mm -hmm. you know, trying to stick up for their children. Because this hasn't only happened to you, right? There's a couple other parents that have had re there retaliation. Is. Yeah, so um, the Yingling family, this has happened before me, but um, the the mother is, uh, she's also, also in the watch group. Matter of fact, her case is kind of what started the watch group because of how she was mistreated. But she was uh, would go to the school board meetings and speak out against certain things, contracts and, you know, things that the school board was signing with companies that, you know, we didn't really align with and didn't align with what DeSantis you know, made as the state law. So she was outspoken at a couple of meetings and lo and behold, one day her kids showed up at school and they were met by school officials and marched out of the school and transferred to another school without any type of recourse or anything. So when she uh, looked into that, she was told by Kurt Browning that there were three injunctions filed against her and that's why the kids were moved well her husband is actually a bailiff for pasco county so he works in the court system so he can easily find out if there's an injunction or not so he went on his lunch break in his uniform to check to see if there was three injunctions and he ended up getting disciplined by the sheriff's office they actually took his deputy status they took his badge they took his gun and they, transpo uh, they transferred him to be a deputy in a jail with 23 years on the job. Again, like me, no write-ups, stellar employee, just because he dared challenge their ideology. And we know for a fact that the uh, school board and the sheriff's office have been in communication. 
So that's how that's deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how deep corruption runs in Pasco County schools. Wow. Hopefully not for long. Once this tends to start getting exposed, then stuff starts to happen. So I hope, I hope that's what, you know, transpires after this is that other parents are made aware because it's not just only if this can happen to you, it can happen to anyone. So it's not even just about happening to one side, but if they can single a parent out mm-hmm. and retaliate, I mean, what would have happened if you would have been fired from your job just because a parent decides to challenge what their kids are learning in the school system, they could get their entire career taken away. And then what do you do after that? Right. And, you know, and then you lose your career, then, you know, you lose your reputation. So I would have a hard time getting a job probably anywhere after that. Right. So, you know, you know, like I said, my my family, my friends and my faith have been carrying me through this. I mean, it's been a it's been a rough like I've never had insomnia before, but for the last couple of weeks I have, you know, this has obviously caused some issues with home life, you know, because my wife's worried sick about her children. Like, do they have a target painted on them forever now in Pasco County schools? We're trying to, you know, we're blue collar family. We're trying to think of like, okay, so how can we pay for private school for next year? You know, because we just, if, if, if the principal would do this to me, what would they do to them? So that's kind of like where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll be following your story. And hopefully we can see something happen within Pineview Middle School and some justice restored. For sure. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. Give us a like or drop a comment, follow us on social media, and share with your friends. If you liked what you heard, support our mission in empowering American citizens to defend their freedoms and liberty at the local level. Learn more and fund your freedom today by donating at ccdfusa.com. Remember, freedom is in your DNA.